Hi, Jeff. I'm Allison Lohman. I love that you started your podcast uh, in honor of your mom. That's so, so sweet. And also, um, yeah, thanks for watching Drive Me to Hell and, and liking that scene. And also, happy second anniversary of your podcast, Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Happy May 8th. Happy anniversary. Grandpa, get more coffee. Right now. Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you heard at the beginning, it's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. All right, let's get rolling with this week's episode number 104. Yikes. Okay, 104. Let's see, that would make it season three, episode number 24. When you're hearing this, it's May 7th. Our second anniversary is actually tomorrow, May 8th. Two years we've been on. Two years. It's been fun. It still is fun. What we have, what you heard at the beginning was Allison Lohman. She's in one of my favorite, favorite scenes, coffee scenes from a movie called Drag Me to Hell, where, where she's working as a loan officer and he tells this lady, I think a gypsy or someone, and tells her that she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have, you know, good credit, which is really weird because they can't film a movie like that now because as of May 1st, if you have bad credit, you can get a loan. If you have good credit, you can't. And if you do get good credit, if you do have good credit and you get a loan, you're going to pay a fee that helps pay the person with bad credit. So this movie would have never happened back in, uh, I think it's 2009. But let's get back to this. Uh, she's in her, this restaurant, and she has to give a uh, a note or something to somebody that basically she wants to die. And she's sitting there drinking coffee. So I'll, I'll just play it. So you're just going to sit here drinking coffee all my own? Yes. Maybe. What's it to you? Honey, I don't even on tips. Coffee drinkers don't tip. Honey, just keep the coffee coming, or I'll give you a tip you won't forget. Um, I put it on Instagram. It's a really good scene. So, but that's Ellison Lohman on there helping me celebrate my second year anniversary. Producer, two years, right? Two years I've been having to deal with her. So it's been a struggle, man. So you know what I mean, right? Right? Or is it a struggle for her to deal with me? Either one. Yeah. Let's do a small recap with our guests. Like Muffin was on, the producer's husband. Who else? I don't think I had anybody else on this year. No. We were able to go through some of my favorite things, and then we lost a lot of people during this last year, like Raquel Welch. I'm still not over that one. And then Gordon Lightfoot just passed away. Great. Ed, Rackety Edmund Fitzgerald, what a great story song. And then, my gosh, Gina Lola Brigida, Della Stevens. That was big stuff. This is the second year anniversary of uh, episode coffee break with mary b's fifth son so we're going to replay episode number two part of it where i'm in uh california my mom's sick and i with uh stella stella santiago that's one of my favorite favorite episodes and then after that one we're going to do another one of my favorite michael martin ones the one with cash 
or he laid him out in the uh, in the snow during that uh, football game. So another great Michael Martin story. Let's get rolling with this one. Here we go with. Growing up happens in a heartbeat. One day you're in diapers. Next day you're gone. But the memories of childhood stay with you for the long haul. In 1968, my mother had finally had it with my father. Uh, my dad couldn't hold a job. In fact, the only two things he could hold were a can of hams and a pack of Lucky Strikes. So after our All-Star game, my brother Jerry and I, we played an All-Star game um, in Bridgeport in the south side of Chicago. We won. We got on a train. My mom and five kids, we were down to five because my oldest brother had joined the military. And according to my father, who told me years later, he said, he told my brother, let's go downtown. My brother thought he was going to go for a job, but he ended up signing him up for the military. And I don't know, for those of you who watched Three Stooges, there's an episode where these Stooges tell some guy they're looking for a job and food, and the guy tells him, go up to room 310 and tell Burke you want to sign up, and he ended up joining the military. So I think that's how my brother ended up in the military was the old man tricked him. I'll talk about those two later, and especially the old man on a special edition for Father's Day. We go to the downtown, get on the Santa Fe before Amtrak was invented and all these other trains. We got on the Santa Fe, moved to San Bernardino, California, where my grandmother lived. We lived, rented a house on First Street, which was across the street from the Santiago's, and I went to school with Freddie, and I was in sixth grade, and his older sister, Stella, was 16 or 17. Eventually, my mom got sick. I shouldn't say eventually, but she got sick where she couldn't afford to uh, rent the house. So we had to move in with the Santiago's, which I thought was great because Stella reminded me of an actress. My brother had, brothers had taken me to see a movie called The Professionals. It's a Western with Burt Lancaster, who was my favorite actor at the time. but. In it is a beautiful Italian actress called Claudia Cardinelli. And I thought Stella looked just like Claudia Cardinelli. She had this great long black hair, brown eyes. So I thought, wow, what a treat. Even though my mom's sick, I'm going to enjoy living with Stella. My mom was bedridden, and Stella would bring her coffee, bring her coffee and food and everything. So one day, and I would help her. So one day, my mom said to Stella, why don't you make Jeffrey a cup of coffee? and make one of them special ones I told you about. He could come in here and sit with us, and we can uh, enjoy a cup of coffee and talk. I thought, okay. So Stella loaded up on the cream and sugar. I sat there. My mom said, as soon as you're done with your coffee, you have to go out, go play with Freddie, you know, whatever he's doing. So I thought, I'm going to work this cup of coffee for at least an hour because I want to sit in this room with Stella. And it just went on and on, and I think my mom figured it out. Finally, she said, you know what, why don't you go out and play with Freddie and you could come back later. I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, the last day, we had to move. All of us got evicted. The Santiago's, and we didn't know that they were renting the house. They didn't own the house. We all had to move out. Stella comes out on the back porch with this cup of coffee. And she goes, here, your mom wanted you to have this one more time with me because she knows you like me. And I looked at her, and I had like what we call Marty Feldman eyes. I had these big bulging eyes. I go, well, <laughs> yeah. She goes, I'm going to miss you. She goes, especially when you used to tell me how great of a singer I was. 
she used to sing with the brush and sing Love Child by the Supremes. And she sounded terrible, but I never told her that. She would go, how did I sound, Beef? I go, you sounded really good, Stella, really good. And she goes, thanks, but I, I think she knew she sounded terrible, but I think I was the only one that would tell her she sounded good. So she appreciated my confidence builder I would give her. So she gives me that cup of coffee, gives me a little kiss on top of my head and says, I'm going to miss you, but you're going to miss me a lot more. I said, I know I will. And then that was it. That was the last time I ever saw her. So now, whenever I see movies with Claudia Cardinelli, I think of Stella. Yikes. Okay, so let's get to into my mental Rolodex. And let's go back to the winter of 1970, when it would actually snow. You know, it doesn't snow as much as it used to. Back then, in the wintertime, we had nice snowfalls. It's the winter of 1970. Um, in our basketball league, I'm in eighth grade. I'm 13. Our West Pullman team is playing Gompers, Samuel Gompers Grammar School. We're playing in the game. I was the guard, and I'm driving to the middle. I go up for a layup, and I get bridged. Now, if you're not familiar with basketball or the term bridge, the guy basically undercut me. Went up in the air, came down, hit my head, sprained my wrist, probably had a concussion. Standing over me, and this one guy is like, what do they keep calling you, Beaver? You should know that when you drive to the middle, you never know what's going to happen. You know, and then they walked away. Well. The guy that bridged me, his name was Johnny, okay, and he dressed all in black all the time. He dressed like Johnny Cash, and we called him Cash. You know, I didn't know him. He only knew me, my name, Beaver, because he heard people on the team, you know, during the game, Beaver over there. I never knew the guy. Whenever we'd see him at the game, sitting in the stands after the game, before the game, he was always in black. And his I never knew what his last name was. But his name, first name was John, and they called him Johnny. I was out for like two weeks, and the worst thing was, because I sprained my left hand, I couldn't bowl. We had a pretty good bowling team at that time. That's when I was first starting off, really learning how to bowl. It was me, Red, John Van Dyke, good friend of our family, my brother Jerry's best friend, Pito, and I, I think Vince was the other one. But we had a good bowling team, and I couldn't bowl for two weeks. So that's what hurt more than the basketball. So as fate would have it, probably three weeks after that, maybe a month, we're walking through the park. It was me, Michael Martin, Ricky Kostopoulos, Rich Koenig, a couple other guys, Danny Fraley, and there's guys playing football in the snow in West Pullman Park. We're, you know, we're walking through there asking us if we want to play. Well, I'm like, yeah, okay, and it was tackle. So back then, tackle was tackle. You, tack you played tackle football with no equipment. And they had an episode of the Wonder Years on it. Of course, as fate would have it, one of the guys on the other team is Cash. We're playing the game, and he looks at me and goes, Hey, you're that guy from the basketball game, right? I go, Yeah. He goes, Hi, How are you? I go, I'm okay. So that was all we said. We're all tackling and everything. It was, you know, nothing bad. It was just a, a good, clean game. So it comes down to the last play. We have the ball. We're losing, you know, by, what was it, about? Two touchdowns, so we had no chance of winning, but we're going to run one play. So Michael goes, we're in the huddle, and he goes, we're going to run one play. He goes, and I'm going to hammer cash. And we're looking at him, we're like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm going to take him out. You know, we're in the snow, and he's drawing this play in the snow with his finger. Now, Michael played hockey, too. He goes, all right, here's what we're going to do. He tells Danny Fraley, who, if you knew Fraley, again, another guy 
with red hair, not exactly looking like Scott Farkas from Christmas Story, but Fraley had gap teeth, and he used to be kind of cold. He'd spit through it, and he would do that all the time. And he would wear shoes that, I don't know if people are familiar with it, but they were Cuban heels, and they were like street shoes. He had those on, even though it was snowing and everything, and he would wear his short brown jacket. It wasn't a leather, it was just like a, a short brown jacket with a little fur on it. And he wasn't athletic. He would just jump into the stuff when he could. And uh, Michael tells him, he goes, all right, Fraley, you stand here. Don't move. He goes, well, kind of like you've been doing the whole game. After you hike it to Beave, and he tells Rich, he goes, you run out to the left all the way. Take that big guy out there. They had this big guy. I don't even think he was in eighth grade. He was probably like in high school. And he tells Rich, take him out to the left. He goes, everybody else just keep moving. He goes, and he tells me, he goes, okay, baby, after you take the snap, you run to the left. He goes, I've been watching Cash. He goes, he's following you. You run towards him, turn around, spin back, start running towards Fraley. He goes, and I'm going to swing around Fraley. He goes, and I'm going to hammer his ass. <laughs> and it went, and, he, and then he tells Fraley, he goes, after I hammer him, okay, he looks at me, he goes, Beep, you hand the ball to Fraley. He goes, and Fraley, you just drop to the ground like you've been tackled. He goes, because they're not going to like what I'm going to do to them. So you just drop to the ground. He goes, and then the game's over with. He goes, that's it. So we're like, okay. So the play went just as, as perfect because Michael swung around from the other. Everybody was pulling to the whole left side. And Michael swung around back behind everybody, came around, and he timed it perfect. And he just hammered them. They're like, hey, what are you doing? He goes, last play. He goes, we're done. Yeah, but why'd you do that? He goes, do what? And Cash is laying there. I mean, he laid him out good. And he's standing over Cash, and everybody's standing around. He goes, hey, Cash, let me give you some advice. Never chase a beaver through a snowstorm. He goes, because you never know what's going to be behind. He put his arm around Fraley behind this guy. <laughs> and we all started laughing. The other team started laughing. And Cash... He's getting up, and Michael actually helped him get up. We were helping him get up because he was dazed and confused. They had this warming house for the ice skaters and everything. So we're all sitting in there. We're, like, sitting around, things going back and forth. And they're like, um, why did you do this? Well, he did it to Beaver over at the basketball game. And they're like, well, that was that was part of the game. So Michael goes, well, this was part of the game. So he's like, what are you complaining about? So they're like, well, you don't like him anyway. And Michael goes, what do you mean we don't like him? We don't even know him. And the guy's like, well, why do you keep calling him Cash? He goes, because he thinks he's Johnny, Johnny Cash. He tells, he tells him, he goes, Cash, if you can, stand up and unzip your jacket. We're all betting you have a black shirt on. <laughs> and he did. Michael goes, look, we don't know anything about him. We don't know who he is. But what we do know is the girls like him. He goes, and I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but when he comes in there, all these girls start getting around them. It was weird. But they were like, let's call them cash groupies. So Michael goes, so when all the girls would go towards him, we would sit around there too, okay, by the girls. Okay, so he's like, we don't even, look at cash, he goes, we don't even know you, okay. I only did that because of what you did to Beeb during the basketball game. That's it. We're even. They all started green. So the big guy. And again, I think he was in high school. He pulls out a bottle of Mad Dog 2020. Yeah. He reaches over by cash. He goes, here, cash. So he takes a sip. 
and Cash hands it over to me. He goes, here, be whatever the hell they call you. He goes, have a sip. I take a sip. Hand it over to Michael. I go, take a sip. We passed it around. It was it was kind of cool, actually. We were all sitting there, probably about 12 guys in that, in that little shed, sitting there. And we passed it around. We never talked about it. Next time we played Gompers, we beat them. You know, I didn't get bridge. Of course, I was a little uh, afraid to go into the middle. They had some big guys. But we beat them. Nothing was ever said again. I never seen Cash after that game ever again. I think they moved out out of West Pullman after that. But that was such a uh, – and we never – it was weird. But even after that, we never talked about it. Michael and I or Rich and Ricky, all of these guys, we never talked about it. It was just over with. It was a great game, too. Even though we lost, it was fun. And watching Fraley drop to the ground like he'd been shot or something because he – I handed him the ball, and he just laid. He was actually laying next to Cash. Because Michael knew that they were going to hammer Fraley if he started running with the ball. So I was like, it was a great call on his part. Fun game. Just Michael Martin was, was the best. That is one of my favorite, favorite stories, if not my favorite. It was just so cool. And, again, it doesn't snow the way it used to. And you walk through the snowstorm. Like my brother Jerry sent me a picture of um West Pullman Park in a snowstorm, the front of the park, which I, I think I'll put on Instagram. It's a great shot of the snow. 1970 was taken, according to where he got it from. But again, West Pullman Park, vibrant, ice skating, hockey. Back then, I, I don't know if they still do now, they would freeze it for uh, people to ice skate. You know, the park district would freeze the uh, uh, tennis courts, and you could skate on the tennis courts and uh, play hockey on the tennis courts. So, it was fun. It was a fun night, and uh, we got our sips of Mad Dog 2020 in there. It was, you know, I don't know if people do that nowadays where they pass that bottle around. Then, before I forget, next week is Mother's Day. I might even allow a producer say hi to her mommy on that one, right? Yeah, see? So we'll do that. I have to say this. We just finished watching season two of Firefly Lane with Katherine Heigl. Two girls growing up, you know, best friends, totally opposites, best friends through life. So we just binge watched season two. Great, great story. Great book. Didn't read the book, but apparently it's a great book that they turned into a series on Netflix, Firefly Lane. And then if you haven't already watched a show called Beef about Road Rage, Daisy Jones and the Six. Wow, that was really good. Those are three, but again, Firefly Lane, I call it a chick series, but it was really, really good. If it's good, if I watch first couple episodes and it's good, I don't care what it's about. If it's good, I'm sticking with it. And this was really, really good. Good acting, good writing. Great story about two best friends growing up. And again, next week is Mother's Day. We're going to try and get some more surprises on her because they had Ellison Loman one. They've been playing Drag Me to Hell a lot. And I could sit and watch that scene of her in a restaurant, you know, my mom being a waitress all her life. I don't know if she would say to her uh, coffee drinkers, don't tip. Right, producer, we tip. Here's a better tip. Don't bet on a lame horse, okay, for the Kentucky Derby. We won't know the winner, but until, because uh, the episode is before and after, so whatever. Happy May, what's today, the 7th? May 7th. Yikes. And uh, happy anniversary to me and the producer for making it two years. And this band is going to continue playing on and on and on. Right, producer? She lost her voice, so. Oh, I'm here. I just okay, muted. Okay, talk. There, there she is. Okay, well, maybe she should mute herself because it sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. We made it two years. Yay! Really. 
two years, 104, actually 106 episodes because we had uh, specials, which I don't really count as episodes. Um, yeah, you can't count those. We're at 104 and going strong. I mean, it's not getting any slower. We're, we're picking up steamer. I still, I'm going to talk about a job next week, maybe for Mother's Day that I didn't even mention that I worked for like 15 years. I'll either talk about that next week or the week after, but I just thought about it today and while I was walking uh, Little Kaya and then Bamboo and then Daisy, I, I thought, God, I didn't as the side hustle for 15 years. I think I'm just saying it just to say side hustle. I still, <laughs> instead of a part-time job, mood lighting, it's a side hustle now. Oh, well, whatever. Okay, that's it for now. And have a good weekend. Uh, again, all our listeners, thanks for joining in for two years going strong. Okay, that's it. Instagram, which is at Mary B's fifth son, M-A-R-Y-B-S number five. T-H-S-O-N. Okay, any comments or suggestions, good or bad, send them to our email, which is marybs5son at gmail.com. So that would be M-A-R-Y-B-S, the number five, S-O-N at gmail.com. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts, and you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. Ah!